Okay, good morning, good Chodesh. Today's daf is daf Lamed Hay. We're going to go from the second line on the top of Lamed Hay, Amud Aleph 35a. And today's she is Li'ilu Nishmas Ev Ben Mordechai. May Shnashama have an Aliyah and may his memory be a blessing. Okay, so just to get back into things, I think I'll just read the Mishnah again. It was a short Mishnah, and that's what we're going to be discussing today. So the first point of the Mishnah, or you know, the relevant points to what we're going to discuss today. So it's the first discussion of the Mishnah. It says, A widow is not allowed to collect a ksuba from the assets of the orphans without taking a shvua. However, they came and they stopped them taking shvuas. That's the first point we're going to go into in today's shir. Why did they stop um, women taking shvuas? But now you make it impossible for them to collect their their uh, their ksubas because they need to. They're not allowed to go to the children who inherit the estate and say, "Look, this is the ksuba." Unless they take a shvua, but they stopped from taking shvuas. They prevented from taking shvuas, and therefore it came Rabban Gamliel Azok and Shetayim not derisly assuming Komashi Yitzu but Goyvel Tzubaso. Therefore Rabban Gamliel instituted that they can take a neder to the orphans based on what they want and collect the ksuba. Now what does that mean? They take a neder to the orphans along the lines of what the shvua would be. So the shvua would be I have not taken along again the shvua would be along the lines of I have not taken I have not received any payment or taken anything from the estate. <coughs> as part of my super payment. Mm-hmm. Therefore she'll take a nether along the lines of if I have ever taken if anything from the estate as uh, as part of Maksuba or then um, such and such will be forbidden to me. I have something that the orphans feel strong enough that she's not going to break her nether. So those were the two points. that was the point that the Gomorrah is going to be focused on. So as I said the first question is um, they stopped, they prevented women taking the shua. This is my time, and what's the reason? Maybe you will say that it's because of what Rab Kahana said in the name of Rab Yehuda, or my Rab in the name of Rab. There was a certain. There was a man who during the years of a famine deposited a dinar with a widow. Ah, he asked her to look after this dinar. It, it was his wife, but he later began. It says, And she... Sorry, sorry, it's not, a, it's not a husband and a wife. It's just a man who asked this widow to look after this gold for him. That's the Hebrew. And she went and she hid it in a jar of flour. And then she accidentally baked it into bread and gave it to the poor person. So now we're in trouble. It says, A few, a while later, the husband, uh, the, the owner, not the husband, the owner of the dinar, of the money, came to her and said, Can I have it back in Amrile? And she said to him, she said that the dinar should be like a poison to one of my sons if I got any benefit from your dinner. I she's like, well, I have no idea where it is. It's disappeared. But I, I promise I haven't got any benefit from it. I take a sure that I haven't got any benefit from it. So she took a sure. Um, now we know what happened to the coin. 
that she had accidentally baked it into a loaf of bread. So it's Amrullah and given it to a poor person. Amrullah, it wasn't long until one of her children died. And it was Amrullah, Amrullah, if this is the punishment for someone takes a shvua based on the truth, can you imagine how severe it is for someone who takes a, shvua, a false shvua? I like, you know, how much more so about a false shaker, by a false oath? Um, so what what's the Gemara suggesting is? Um, The severity of a shua is so bad. That's why, that to the degree that she lost her son. Well, let, let's flesh it out a bit more from the Gemara. He says, "My time e ansha." What's the reason she got punished? Again, at the end of the day, she didn't get any benefit from it. She baked it into the loaf and gave it to a person. There's no, she did, she saved the amount of dough that the gold koi replaced of. So instead of giving, using up 2 kilograms of flour, she only used up uh, 1.9 kilograms of flour, 1.8 kilograms of flour, because the rest was filled with the gold coin. So she did benefit from it, and that's why it says, oh, and then what do you mean she took a shvua in truth? She did, she took a shvua that... If I got any benefit from the coin, which we've just explained, she did get benefit from the coin. So, and then, but then the Gemara says, well, this is a case where she took the shvur in truth. She, it was a true shvur, and she still got um, seriously punished. This is no commission, it was as if she took a shvur on truth. It was Oynes, it was out of her control to a large degree, and she had no idea where it was. So her shvur was very close to a valid true shvur. And nevertheless, she was punished so severely that she had a child. Then in a, a case, we're not going to put anyone in that position. We're never going to ask a widow to take a shvur. We're not going to allow a widow to take a shvur to collect the money. Because look how severe the punishment is. Um, we'll come on to uh, why specifically at Amona. But that's just the, that's the suggested proof that the Gemara is bringing out, or the suggested reason why they prevented widows from taking shvuas. In short, because they're so severe. Um, so because of their severity. Um, now, Lamed Hayam with Aleph. It must be that a third way through, isn't it? Yeah, I don't remember how many daffas, but yeah. We do a daffas a day, that's... <laughs> 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 the is just yeah. a slight cost, you know? Yeah. So, Tosas asked an interesting question here. She says, so we said she got punished for taking the shvur. She had no idea that she had baked the gold into um, gold into the dough. The dinner into the, the dinner dough. Into the dough. And therefore she still got, but she got punished. So I'm just going to read a few excerpts. She probably didn't realize that she used this dough. Oh, yeah, she probably didn't even realize she. That's why she took it. If, if she would have realized, she says, oh, normally my loaves are this big and now they're this big, or normally I use this amount. Of, if she would have realized, then she wouldn't have. She would have looked into it. I think, or she would have been reminded, but she didn't even realize. That's why we're saying it's kami, um, um, it's kamisha nishba emes. 
But basically, she took a true shua. Didn't get any benefit from it. She had no religion. I mean, another point you have to you have to highlight is what benefit did she even get? What did she get from giving this gold coin away? <laughs> she gave it to a poor person, and she saved on money. It's like, would you call it a benefit if I said, oh, a poor person came by, and instead of giving them uh, twenty rand, I gave them fifteen rand? You're not saying, oh, you benefited five rand. So what, she, instead of using uh, two kilograms of flour, which would cost, uh, I have no idea what flour is, uh, 20 rand, she used uh, 1.8 kilograms of flour, so she saved, she benefited. She, I mean, you don't, you, obviously you should always be doing the mitzvah. Well, I'm saying, but, but she doesn't get more mitzvah. You could debate maybe that. Indirectly, the only gain from her, so she gets more mitzvah there. That's a good answer. But if you my question is again, just that we're saying that she benefited from giving this from the dough she saved. And either must have been like you say that maybe even indirectly, one the, once the oni gets benefit from the gold coin that she gave him, then she's counted as. Uh, She's counted as having uh, provided a benefit. Maybe indirectly she gets some of the reward. Maybe that's one answer. Um, another answer, you have to, uh, something along the lines of uh, she had to give this only a set amount. And therefore, instead of using up all her flour, she used up most of her flour, but something that she had to give anyway. Maybe she had to give, maybe it was like a town tax or something, she had to give, uh, I don't know, uh, a two... Uh, f- f- two kilogram loaf of uh, loaf a week, or, you know, whatever the tax was, and she gained because she didn't, it was there was gold coin instead of the flour. But either so she did gain some little benefit from giving this baking this gold coin, and therefore she was punished so severely. Tosos asks, he says, wait, this is the top Tosos on Lamed Hamud Alef. Says the in time and my time are inish, but still, why should she get punished? Why am I reading we say in Perek Gimel B'Shuas, Ha'odom B'Shua, where it says the word Odom B'Shua, Prat La'oynes. It's excluding someone who takes a Shua out of Oynes. I total, um, which was uh, unaware, or out of their control. And it gives an example. I don't remember the case, but it's something along the lines of Rav Kahan and Rav Asi were arguing about a point. So one said, I swear this is what the Rebbe said in Shir. And the other person says, no, I swear this is what the Rebbe said in Shir. So Amarav, um, yeah, they, they, they each took a sure what Rav said. He says, oh yeah, you're right. I mean, obviously, what, what they were taking each and us. This is what Rav told us in Shur today. And uh, Rav says now, this is what I said. So one of them was taken a false Shua. So he says, Omar He says, Oi, have I taken a false Shua? He says that to Rav. So he says, Omar at Your heart led you, your heart made you oines. Ah, you were so convinced that you were saying it was like it was true, and this that you took a false shvur was oinase. Ah, you weren't trying to be careless with your oaths. You weren't, uh, it was exactly as you thought, saw things you took the shvur. So, so to this woman, when she takes the shvur that she didn't get any benefit from this gold coin, it's libcha anoscha. 
on Osach. Okay. It's her heart leading her astray. She's saying it exactly as she saw it. She's, she didn't steal it and spend it. She didn't, you know, that's what she's saying. As far as she sees it, she didn't get any benefit. So just as Rav said there, he's exempt from a, a false hua. And so to here, he's exempt from a, a false hua. Now, Tosis discussed it further and going to a few aspects, but I'm going to skip to the third last line of Tosis just to see the answer. It says, Oh, so, so again, what's the question? Just to put it clearly so we can appreciate the answer. We see if someone takes a shua based on how they see the reality, it's an oines if it's a false shua. Out of their control. So you're not chayev. So, so to this woman, she took exactly, she says, I swear I never got any benefit from your coin. And if I did, my, one of my children should die. But she, so, so it's always, it's exactly as she saw the reality. Why is it any different to that case? It says, <coughs> slightly different because she should have been extra careful to watch it. And it should have entered because, why should she have been? Extra careful, I think this is how this is my expression. Part of the reason is because she, she should have entered a mind that she might end up taking a shua. So, okay, so you're right. In a general situation, what the shogek is, he's not absolutely absolved because if you go over the shabbos, it should have been a little bit more. What Tossos discusses here, I wanted to leave it out. Do you, maybe you're not punished, but you still have to bring a korban, or maybe it means you're exempt from a sorry, maybe you're exempt from a korban, but you're still punished. But he excludes all that, and he arrives at the thing is no, it's oinais, and therefore you should be potter. And his answer is, but uh, when you're responsible for something, you have to be extra careful and extra aware that you might have to take a shvur. So there was closer to shoygeg or negligence, then then she's just let off the shvur. But again, why are we bringing this to show how severe shvurs are? And that's why they prevented women from taking shoes to collect their to collect their exhibits. So then the Gomorrah comes along and he says, Oh yeah. um, Well if it's because of this reason, why is only our monos? Even Grushas should be stopped should stop from collecting the exhibits. Why did Rabbi Zayu say in the name of Shmuel that this is unique to an Almona? But a Grusha, we do make her take a Shvua. So, I mean, if the reason is because Shvuas are so strict and severe, Slach, Besak, in a Shvua can cause death, well, then it should apply to a Grusha. I mean, the Rashash asks, I mean, based on our current logic, we should ask in every single scenario, we should say you can never take a Shvua. Why only? But, but the answer will put it in perspective. It says, Almona is shiny. No, Almona is different. Because basically we're going to say she justifies that she looks after the children. Almona, there's no one else to take care of her. The husband's not. So she looks after the children and she might justify certain things she takes as, let's put it in inverted commas, payment for what she's doing. Therefore, she's likely to take a shvur that she has not collected any of her super or got benefit unduly from the estate. But technically she had. She didn't really have a right to take payment for looking after the, the, the assignment. So that's what we say. I want to shine it over here. I know the Kotorcha comedy, the that I know that she invests in looking after the orphans, Aisila Uriah Torah, she's going to uh, justify Hete, justify her taking some of the estate. 
So an almana will... Yeah, so, so she makes this justification, and therefore her shvua is likely, more likely, to be a false shvua. Whereas a grusha, her and her husband are separated, there's going to be clear boundaries of who's putting in what to the orphans, and I mean, if they're his children, not her children, she's not, probably not even, there's a good chance she's not even going to bother looking after them, etc. That's all in the case of grusha. So there's less likely that it's a false shvua, and therefore we allow the grusha to um, take. Um, you can just think, um, just interesting that the shvur that when an amana is coming to collect from the Yosemim, her shvur is just about the same as any shvur that a person takes to collect from orphans. Whereas the grusha, wow, when would she have to take a shvur? She's coming to the husband and collecting. So there are about five times disgusting ksubas where, you know, it's a mentioning ksubas where she would take a shvur amongst them all. If she says, I've collected part of my ksuba, but I want to collect the rest. Or, um, Okay, so, so, so that's just one example of where a cruise would have to take a shot. Now, so this is... Okay, so that's now we understand the reason. Why did they say Ramona cannot collect with a shvur? Because we see she's likely to have justified keeping some money for herself, and therefore her shvur will be a false shvur, which, will be, which can need to very severe punishment. Omar Omar Rev Yehuda said, "Name of Rev Yirmiyah Bar Abba, Rabu Shmuel to Amri Tavayu." Both Rabu and Shmuel said, "Lo Shanu Elam the Beisdin." This is all with the Shvur in Beisdin. Aval Chutz the Beisdin Mashgin also, but outside of Beisdin, you can make her take the Shvur. What's the difference between a Shvur? Yeah, this is the Almana. This that she's not allowed to take the Shvur is in Beisdin. Rashi points out it's a much stricter level of. Um, it's what's called the Shvurs Ha um, Hadayonim. And it's much stricter. She holds a Sefer Torah, Tfilin, something that's Kodosh, and she swears using Hashem's name. Um, and it's a, or, or a version of Hashem's name. And therefore, um, the punishment is much more severe. However, Chutzle based in, that's only Durabodon, regard more connected to curses than actually uh, Hashem's name. And she doesn't hold on any holy article, and therefore the punishment is not severe. So that's why she can in based in under the what's it under the context of a shua that's taken in based in. We do not make her take the shua, but outside she can. Says in is that true? Vahor Rav loy magdik subal almanasa. Rav would never allow an almana to collect a suba. Kasha, it's difficult according to this version. But this is the version that they taught in surah. That both Rav and Shmuel hold that you can an, allow an Amana to take the Shvua out of Beisdin. I was wondering, does it mean literally out of Beisdin, or does it mean out of the framework of a Shvua's Beisdin? I wasn't sure, because uh, I'm just trying to think of the scenario. What would it be, take, make her take the Shvua outside of Beisdin, get two witnesses to watch her, say to the orphans, I swear I never took Maksuba or something like that. Okay, but either way, the surah masnehachi in surah they had the following version. But uh, sorry, the above version was surah. But Nardai masnehachi in Nardai they had the following version. It says Omarav Yehudah Shmuel Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel Loishana Elab based in Avalchusta based in Mashbinoso. This that we don't allow a widow to take the shvur is only in based in, but outside of based in we do. The Rav Omar Afilu Chutzla based in, and Rav said Afilu outside of based in. Nami ain so you are also not allowed to make, you also don't allow the widow to take a shvur. 
Rav Latime, and this is Rav according to how he generally passed to Rav, Loi Magni Ksubas, Alamalasa. Rav would never collect a Ksuba for an Almana. But now we've got another question. Okay, so granted, according to Shmuel, there are certain times. But according to Rav, how we've just learned, and we'll take this as Rav's opinion, as you'll see, this is how most of his students practice, and Almana can never take a Shmuel. But our Mishnah also said Almana doesn't take a Shmuel, so what do we do? What did the Mishnah say? We make her take a Neder. If she's taking a neder, well then, um, what, why can't she take a neder? Again, no, a neder is never different because a, a neder is not as severe as a shvua. Uh-huh. Remember. Why is it not Well, a shvua is by Hashem's name and, uh, okay. and carries so, it carries all that weight. So it's more the technicalities that makes it more severe. <coughs> I think so. I'm not sure about <coughs> other factors, but we do generally treat shvuas as more severe. But I think it's largely to do with Hashem's name. Um, a neder, uh, you know, the punishment for shvuas is more severe, but it's probably to do with Hashem's name. Whereas a neder, um, a neder. So why did a draft granted he wouldn't collect a ksuba for an almana based on a shvua? Let her take a neder. Again, remember the nether is that if I've collected any of Matsuba, then I'll never ever be allowed to do X. So he says, believe I let her take a nether and collect the Ksuba. He says, no, but surely the Rav Kile Nidre. In the years of Rav, Nidorim were treated very lightly. Like people didn't take them seriously. Ephraim had said, no, I promise I'll do this, I promise that, I promise that. People didn't take it seriously. Therefore, he felt you couldn't rely on a woman taking a netter to extract money. This, it was a certain person, a woman came to collect a ksuba before Rav Huna. Now, Rav Huna was one of the Talmudim of Rav. She says, what can I do for you? According to Rav, I can't collect a ksuba for a widow. What, the reason is in case I've taken something from a ksuba. As Hashem, Hashem lives, I have not got any benefit from a ksuba. So she jumped the gun and took a shua. Now remember, what was the person, reason that we said, again, I'm just going in Rashi, they asked like um, other ways in other, um, other Rishonim, but what was the reason we said she can't take a shvur? Because we worry that she's kept some of the property and it's so severe and she's going to end up being punished. Well, here she jumped the gun and took a shvur anyway, so that's what he says, Omar Abuna, oh, Moedi Rav, Rav agrees that if she does jump and take the shvur, which again was for her protection, she can collect. So we'll never allow her to take a shua if she asks us. But if she does, well then, it's a good shua. So therefore, this woman could collect a ksuba. Um, there was a certain person who came before, a woman who came before Rabba Rav Huna. says, what can I do for you? Rav wouldn't collect a ksuba for a widow. My father, my teacher, because remember, this is, that's who we just learned about, Rafuna, wouldn't collect a ksuba for a widow. So I'm really like, okay, have me mazone. Okay, fine, if you're not going to give me my ksuba, then let me collect my mazonas. 
Remember, a woman's entitled to support from the estate up until she collects. A widow's entitled to support from the estate up until she collects her tzuba. She says, okay, fine, I want So, I'm sorry, I can't give you your mezonos. Why? So, Omar, have you heard of Mashmur? Have you heard the same name Mashmur? If someone claims the tzuba in Baizdin, they no longer, if a woman and a widow claims the tzuba in Baizdin, she's no longer allowed mezonos. So he says to her, she comes to Basin and she says, can you give me my suba? He says, sorry, like, technically there's nothing I can do to help you get it. She says, okay, fine, well then I want you to force the office to give me my sonus. He said, well, you've just claimed your suba. You can't collect my sonus anymore. So I'm really, your chair should turn upside down. I think it's like a curse, some injury should come to you. Because you've passed them like both of them to my detriment. You've passed them like Rav that you can't collect the Ksuba and now you've brought Shmuel's law to say that I can't get my Mazoinath. So his, his student to try to save the curse quickly turned the chaps down and straightened it. And nevertheless he was not saved from becoming ill. Um, but so we see very clearly and very stringently. Um, oh, firstly, why can a woman only collect her ksuba, uh, mezonas up until she claims her ksuba? Because the clause in the ksuba that allows her mezonas says, "Call your name, Megirar as long as you're living your widowhood in my house. As long as the widow is remaining a widow, almost in honor for her husband, then she can. She's entitled to." Mizonos. As soon as she says, well, I'm, I want to collect my tzuba, what she says, I'm, I'm ready to cut my losses and move on in my life and remarry. Well, that's when she loses the rights to her uh, mizonos. Um So we see, I mean, interesting, the days of Ravan amongst his Talmudim, no widow was able to collect the tzuba unless they were kofetes, unless they jumped and took the shua illegally, I mean, yeah, without their permission. Obviously, uh, a grusha could still collect a ksuba because remember we said this halach is unique to a widow, but a, a regular so widow could have collected. No, I don't think. I think that mezona is only by an almona. Mezona is only by an almona. A grusha, yeah. But she can take his word to collect it, not as problematic. Now, Omar Rav Yehuda, now remember, Rav Yehuda was the one who taught us in the name of Shmuel that she can take his word to collect it. We also don't see Rav Yehuda or Shmuel having an issue with uh, um, with a woman. Not only can she take his word outside of Basin, we don't necessarily see him having an issue with uh, Neder. But Omar Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda, Rav so Rav Yehuda said to Rav Yirmiya Bira, you allow a woman to take a neder in Beisdin or a shfua outside of Beisdin. And when you paskin like that, when you do have such a case, I want, the, I want to hear about your psak. I want the words to come and fall in my ear. I want it to be very publicized. I want to hear about your psak. So that this becomes the practice. 
He says, let the world hear about it, that you allowed a woman to take a shvua in court, a neder in court, or a shvua outside of Basin, an almona, so that she can collect a tzuba, and again, make it public. I mean, interesting, what, so, so, I mean, that's, he's saying practically, he's not going like Rav, he's saying, Rav Yehuda saying like his other Rebbe, Shmuel, and I want, you to, I want that to be the practice, I guess I want it to be practical and feasible for a widow to be able to collect a tzuba. Um, interesting, I was just thinking here, yeah, like, what the mechanics of how something becomes halacha, because what's he saying? I want it to become well known and spread that uh, that the base didn't allow it, and that's the practice. Because if you spread it and everyone starts keeping that practice and what they didn't start passing like that, well, then that's what creates the halacha, because it shouldn't it always be that no, that these people are following Shmuel and these people are following Rav. <coughs> but that's so we see we see here there might be ways to uh, set the trend of where the halacha goes. Just an interesting idea I was thinking about, um, but it, it could be totally wrong. We said that this Rebbe Zaira up remember Gufa we quoting something that we mentioned. So Rebbe Zaira said in Rebbe Shmuel. It says only an almona, but a grusha can take a shvua. It says vegerusha to adre law. This implies that she must take a shvua, and she cannot take a neder to collect. But didn't they send from Eretz Yisrael to Babel? Now this was a case where um, Rashi explains there was a woman and a husband from Babel, and they went to Eretz Yisrael, and they got divorced there. And she claimed her ksuba. So the Beisdin in Eretz Yisrael, who were judging this case, sent this letter to the Bote Dinim in Babel that she's entitled to collect X from his estate in Babel. Again, they, remember they made aliyah, so they still got property in Chutzos, whatever. She's allowed to collect from that estate. This is uh, with the Grusha. So what's the, what did they send from Eretz Yisrael? Again, I think this is like a summary or, or what was on the document it says um, this so and so the woman received her get from that was his name or from the hands of the miskari who's also called remember we saw the other day you got to put all the different names of the person in the get no, it was yesterday. This is the person that wrote the get. This is who she's getting divorced from. Uh, she's getting divorced from Acha Bar Hadaya, who's also called Aya Mori Venodarta, Vosarto Perusheb Oilam Olo, Deloiki Balto Mixubasa, and she took a neder and she forbid um, the Perus of the world that she has not received her ksuba. Ella, what has she received so far as payment for Exuba? But again, just swap before we go over the page. Look, the important point is it says Bernard Darta and she took a neder. Rebbe Zaira, um, in the name of Shmuel's teaching, made it sound like only a Grusha can only collect with a Shmuel. <coughs> and now we see that she could collect with a neder. But just let's see what did she what did she receive? It says Ella, Galufkara Echod, one coat. The safer Tehillim Echon, one safer Tehillim, the safer Eov and Eov, Umem Shalos and safer Mishle, Beluyim, which were worn out. I'm not sure if it's safer Mishle, I think maybe it's in plural, so it's going back on all of them, were worn 
V'shamnum v'chamisha mona, we evaluated them as five mona. Ulekeshetovali yotcham higvo es hashtar. When she comes into your hands, when she arrives in Bovel, let her collect the rest of her ksuba. So again, back to our question is, we see that a, a, even a grusha can take a neder. It says, Omar Avashi, uh, who get your vomin, have Not that was a get your vomin. Uh, she wasn't really a grusha. It was a get from one of the people she was supposed to do yibum to. Rashi said she was given a get to prevent chalitza. And therefore, she has the status of a widow. There's always that discussion that, uh, yeah, she, she has the status of a widow. Um, She, got a, she, she was supposed to do yibum and she got a get. Yeah. So remember the get. I mean, this you is how Rashi learns and tosses yah, and that prevents her from doing yibum with any other brothers, and then she has to do chalitza. Uh, and if she was yah, wants to go through the cases where she actually did yibum, okay. etc. But that's how Rashi learns, um, because again, once a get is given, midrabbanon, you know, none of the brothers are now allowed to go and do uh, yibum. So she has to do chalitza, have to do chalitza, and then she can collect a uh, ksuba from her husband's estate. Avanti. The, uh, you know, interesting on the previous, that Tosos point out that, uh, uh, um, I'm trying to see where I saw it, but Tosos point out that it has to be the sort of neder that would prevent her I guess that's what we're going to see now from Ramon Gamliel. It has to be the son neder that would prevent her um, one lying to get Uxuba. That's important. Therefore, one thing he says, it has to, it can't be an, a once-off neder. It has to be a neder that would like, last for her lifetime or something like that. Okay, but Hidkin Ramon Gamliel has occurred today in Oderes. That's why, since they weren't, didn't allow women to take shuas, Ramon Gamliel instituted that she can collect Uxuba with a neder. So, Omar Rav Huna Loishanu Elapishaloi Nisais. This is all where she has not got married. Aval Nisais, ain't my dear and also, but if she has got married, then we can't make her take the neder. Why? Nisais, my timer. Why can't a woman who's got married take this neder to collect a ksuba? The mayfalobal, because the husband can annul it. Oh, well then, kilo nisas nami lachi minsav mayfalobal. Well then, even when she subsequently gets married, her husband should be allowed to annul it. No, ainabal mayfar bakoimim, a husband cannot mayfar nadorim that are early from before they before he can't annul nadorim from before their marriage. So, oh, so it's very good. It's limited. This, that a woman can collect a ksuba with a neder is only before she's married. Again, because once she's married, her husband can just cancel the neder. Remember, I don't know if you remember from the Dorim, there's a, there's a one din of a person getting a neder can, going to a, taking a neder, and then they regret it, so they go to the sage, and they ask for a neder that we call Atara. Seems on this stuff we also call it Hafara, which is a bit confusing, but that's Atara. Um, and then there's a, a separate din that when a husband hears about a neder, he can, uh, he can just cancel it. So if a woman's married and she says, I, pro, I take a neder that I that all the fruit in the world should be forbidden to me if I have not yet received my ksuba. 
that, that I have not yet received my tuba, and her husband hears that net, he can just cancel it. And then she's allowed to. So it's not a big deal for her to take such a net. So that's why if she's married, she can't. It has to be before she's married. Oh, but then she can just go to a sage and get her nether and out. If her husband can't annul it because she took the nether before she's married, well, she'll go to Chokham. She'll say to Chokham, I took a nether that I'm never going to eat fruit. Can you cancel that? I'm just, I'm not allowed to eat any food. I'm not managing. Can you cancel the nether? And he says, yeah, sure. So then again, it's not a big deal for her to take a nether. There's no cost of it. Sorry, Lefarit is a nether. He holds you have to specify the nether. Right? Says, what is Lefarit is an answer? The Chacham is going to ask her, what were the circumstances? Why did you take the nether? So what she's going to say, oh, I took my nether so that I could collect maksuba. He's going to say, oh, well, then there's no chance I'm annulling it. So that's why according to Rav Huna, there's no concern that the woman will get her neder annulled by Chochum because he has to specify it. However, there is the concern if she's already married because her husband can just cancel it, regardless of the reason or anything. Rav Nathman Omar says, even if she's married, oh, and he says, oh, but the husband will then cancel it. And it's not a big deal. So she'll take an edit that she hasn't collected silver. She could be straight out lying because she knows that as soon as her husband hears about it, he'll cancel it. She says, no, but the, the Madeira labor rabbit, that's where she took the netter in public. Public netter can't just be announced. Maisipa, they challenged Ravuna. Ravuna was the first opinion. Nisa's Kovaksubasa in Nodro. There's a price which says that if the woman got married, she can collect a silver if she takes a netter. My love, Nodro Hashta, must be that she took a netter now. Okay, if you read the price, that's exactly what it sounds. It says, the Nodro Mei Koretz, where she took a netter before she got married. Of Hotanya Nisa's Noideres Bogobaksubas, that there's another price which is more explicit. That's where it says, if she got married, so this is from us to her second husband. She can take a netter and collect a ksuba from the first husband, which clearly is against Rav Huna, because it's clear that <coughs> she's married. <coughs> so tonight he had some achloikas tonight. The ikelamanta omar neder shehudar berabim yeishla afora. The ikelamanta omar engla afora. That some achloikas whether a neder that was taken in public can be annulled or not. Iboilehu sorrys. So, so that's why, according to Rav Huna, there's no way around. If she's married, she can't take the netter because her husband can just cancel it. Even if she took it in public, she can just cancel it. But, according to Rav, another who takes the netter in public can't cancel it. So then if she's married, she can take the netter in public and the husband won't be able to cancel it. Um, Yeah, we'll see more of this discussion of when she can take this um, Anere Barabim um, a bit later in the Masechta. Yeah, I forgot, what's the reason that a woman can't take Anere in public? Uh, if she takes Anere in public, it can't be cancelled? I don't remember the reason. Do, uh, I'll have to look it up for tomorrow. No, that's for the husband to annul it. But here we're saying that even if it was... Okay, so the Ica, I'm not sure. No, so I remember the public thing, I just don't remember the reason behind it. Maybe it's just because it carries more weight. I'm not sure. I'll glean that and I'll try and remember to check up why a woman can't take a netter, if anyone takes a netter in public. 
it can't be a noun. Does someone have to specify their neder or not? I, when you go to the Chokom to get it a noun, can you just say, I took a neder, I'm not allowed to eat fruit, I'm not allowed to eat any food, can you cancel it? And he, the Chokom can say yes, or does the person have to say the context, uh, this is what happened and that's why I took the neder to prevent this or whatever. Then he says, Nachman says, he does not have to specify, she does not have, a person, sorry, a person does not have to specify the context of the neder, whereas Rav Papa says they do have to. Rav Nachman Omar Einot Tzorez, sorry, Rav Nachman says we can't require the, this person to to specify their neder. Why? If you do say that, they have to say the context of the detail. Zimnin the guys Sometimes you, they will cut call short their words. The Chacham Shoma Meifar, and the Chacham announce the neder based on what he heard. Oh, what are we saying? This, he's, she, so the Chacham is going to go to this person and say, oh, you want your neder and out? What were the context? Why did you take the neder? So the person is going to say what they think is the pertinent facts to the case. So the Chacham is going to say, oh, based on what you said, your neder is an out. But what happens if the person left out an important piece of information? Or at least to the Chacham it would have been a, an important piece of information. Well then the neder doesn't, the, the announcement doesn't cancel. So Rav Nachman says, you can't ask the person to annul the neder, sorry, to specify the neder, because you're going to bring them to, to, to you're going to cause a situation. They might not even be evading, they might do it... Uh, Innocently, just yeah. not think it's pertinent to getting their error announced, um, and and you're going to cause so, so the chacham's going to annul it based on what they've said, and then it's going to turn out to not be announced. So rather, just say, "I took an error, I want it cancelled." Says Rav Papa, Omar Rav Papa says, "No, it's sorry, you need it." Mishum Milsati Isura because of something that's forbidden, like our case where she took the error in order in order to be able to collect her ksuba. So what the Chacham, if she just says, I took a neder that I can't eat any fruit, the Chacham will annul it. But if he knows she took the neder to be able to collect it, so he'll grab her another. So you have to be able to tell it. Also, Israel could be she took the neder to prevent her doing an Aveira. So what the Chacham is going to say, oh, I see you want to do that Aveira. <coughs> we'll, see, we'll see now examples with a Kohen married to a Grusha, someone he's not allowed to marry. So he's going to take a neder that he will do. Divorce her. Remember again, you don't take an error to divorce someone. You take an error that if I don't divorce her, then such and such is forbidden to me. You know, something like that. But but I'm just going to use the phrase of an error to divorce her. Um, so what he's going to go to the Chacham and say, I want my netter undone. The Chacham's going to say, What? You want to remain with your divorce wife? Never. So that's why Rabbi Papa says you have to um, say the context and why you took the netter. Now, Tnan, we're going to see there's this Mishnah against Ram Nachman. If a Kohen marries a woman, that is forbidden to him. He's not allowed to do temple service, his apostle, until he takes a vow against getting benefit from her. But Tani Allah, and he taught regarding it, he can take the neder, he can go and serve in the base of Mikdash. And then Yoirate, when he leaves the temple, Makari, she goes and finishes divorcing her. Now, if you're going to tell me that uh, 
that this coin does not have to once is does not have to specify the netter or the context of the netter if he wants it annulled. Well, then we should just be concerned he's going to go to a chokom and get it annulled. So he'll, so he'll tell everyone, the Sanhedrin or whatever says, I'm sorry, you can't serve in the base. I mean, that's you're married to a grusha. So he takes a netter, he'll divorce his wife. Yeah. He goes, serves in the base of Mikdash, then he gets it annulled. Then he gets it annulled by a chokom. So therefore, you have to say that you can... Uh, you have to say that you can, uh, you, you have to specify the context of the netter. Other, such a scenario would never work. So I said, no, to my dear labor rabbi, we make him take a netter in public. This is all very well according to the opinion that if you do a netter in public, it can't be cancelled. But if you take a netter, but according to the, sorry, this is all very well according to the opinion that a netter taken in public cannot be cancelled. But according to the opinion that a netter that's taken in public can be cancelled, we still have Michael Amemo. What are you going to say? We still have the problem. He can go to a Chochom and get it annulled. So, so what we wanted to say is, again, this would tie back all the way to the beginning of the Sukhya. According to Rav Nachman, you don't have to annul. You don't have to specify the netter. Oh, so how do you safe, safeguard this case where a woman wants to collect a tsuba or where this man wants to be able to serve this, this Kohen married to a Krusha, wants to be able to serve in the base of Midash, you make them take it in public. But what about the opinion that that doesn't help? They can still go and get it announced if they take it in public. So he says, oh, the Maiduri law, I'll das rabim. You make them take it, I'll das rabim. Even a neder, according to the opinion that says a neder taken in public can be cancelled, if it's taken, there is no hafara. Why? What's al-das rabim? Al-das rabim is basically you take the neder. Um, Everybody knows now he took the reason he took the neder. Yeah, well, so, uh, public is 10 people, so uh, uh, I mean, it will spread. There's a good chance the rumor will spread. Once it's <coughs> more than three people, we take it for granted right, that everyone that knows anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's not the point. The point is, Abdas Rabbim is with the consent of the Rabbim. I remember, if I take a neder that's on my das, and therefore if I want it annulled, I just have to agree with the Chacham and get it annulled. However, if it's al-das rabim, you have to get the das of everyone it's taken. Uh, the phrase they use, uh, where was uh, Rashi? Al-das rabim kach yomrul, are they saying? Harei onu madirin oscha al We make you take this neder, again, that you will divorce this woman, or I guess we can add it, that you have not received October, based on al-das. And therefore, only if we agree is the netter cancelled. And what's the chance of getting these ten people to all agree that he should get his netter cancelled, especially if it's in the context of uh, of uh, Isur? So it says, And this, that Al-Tash Rabim cannot be cancelled. Again, we're not discussing in public, not a netter taken in public, because that's a machlokas where that can be cancelled. We're discussing a netter, Al-Tash Rabim, on the mind of the public, of the people who you've gathered, your neder is based on their dance, not only on yours. So you can only get it annulled when they all want it annulled. But if it's for a mitzvah, yeish Why should a mitzvah be different? I think very simply is there's a good chance you can get the ten people to agree. 
says, And what's an example of a case where someone was Al-Das Rabbiman for a mitzvah they annulled it? So there was this teacher, Mikri Dardaki, a children's teacher, the Adre Rabachal Al-Das Rabbim. Rav Acha made him take a neder al das rabbin that he won't teach anymore. Why the whole Pasha Benuki? Because he's a bit negligent with how he treated the children. Rashi explains he uh, hit them a bit hard. He gave them a, he abused them. So he made him take a neder al das rabbin that he'll never teach again. Says Vaadre Ravina, Vaadre Ravina, Deloy Eshkach died a kikavaisei, and Ravina returned him to his position because there was no better teacher. Um, so he's a, he was a very, very effective, successful teacher, and therefore Avina said, it's too bad, we're going to, uh, um, I know why you wanted to cancel, but we're going to cancel the netting, you may dictate that you'll never teach again, and we're going to allow him to teach. So we see even our das rabbi, for a mitzvah, like teaching children, you can allow it. Okay, we'll leave it there for today.